Welcome to the Pomona Christian Church Podcast. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian. Now there are about 50,000 people there and became one of the most popular tourist attractions in that area. But that just sounds crazy that the London Bridge was moved from London to Arizona. That's amazing. But Jesus talks about something more powerful. It says in Matthew 21, it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt... Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. In the context of that, Jesus talked about in his name for the kingdom. That's what faith really is, is trusting in God, not ourselves for what we want, that we can command God. And if we have faith, we will have money and we'll be healthy. That's a false teaching, but it's fully trusting that if this is for God's kingdom and His glory, He can make anything happen. So this promise isn't, Jesus wasn't literally wanting us to go out and move mountains, but to the power of being and praying in His will. And so if a man can move the London Bridge 10,000 miles, that's nothing to what faith and prayer can do. And here's the thing, God's not looking for people who have the right phrases or know the right words or always have everything together. He's looking for people who ultimately trust in Him and seek His will. And that's what Jesus said, seek you know, the kingdom before all the things that we want and all those things will be added to us as well. And so He's wanting people who trust Him and ultimately what that is is faith, to trust Him so that our life... Uh, reflects what He wants, and also our prayers are leading us to seek what He wants. You know, a great book on faith is the book of James. And so James talks about this, and he says, you know, as he talks about faith, he connects with prayer with so many things. He says, if you lack wisdom, you should pray. If someone struggles with sin, he should pray, and that we should pray for them. If you're in trouble, you should pray. If you're happy, we should pray. If we're sick, We should get people to pray. See, prayer opens up the opportunities to see God's power at work. And I think often we don't see God at work because we're not praying. We're not asking for the things that He can do. Or God acts and we're not praying, so we don't recognize it. But when we're praying for something and God acts, then we see it. But often when we talk about the power of prayer, again, it's like, well, I wish I could pray powerfully so if I get sick or someone I know is sick, I could, I could fix that. And if I run up against problems, I, I could fix that. And that's often when we pray, that things kind of get out of our control and we're, we're sick or someone we know is sick or we hit some problems. And so we just pray and want God to come in and fix it right away when we should have been praying all along. Now, James shares this uh, illustration about a regular man named Elijah in chapter 5. He says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He earnestly prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. So that's an example of someone who prayed powerfully, but notice what it said. He was a man just like us. 
That I, even though he was a prophet, and even though he served in that way, he said it wasn't because Elijah was so great, or he was born better than everybody else, or he had some superpowers. If you know in Scripture, it's not that people have superpowers, it's God's power working through them and through their faith and their prayer. And so he says that. That's an encouragement to us, that Elijah, he was an ordinary person. I mean, his name, he was Elijah, and he was from this area of Israel in the mountain country that was, I would say, it was kind of the redneck backwoods area of Israel. And here's this guy from nowhere, a regular guy that is called by God to do these tremendous things. He comes to the nation of Israel to call them to come back to God because they had rejected God, the Israelites at this point in time, that they were worshiping other gods, that there was a lot of sexual immorality because of the worship of these other gods. And so this guy from the middle of nowhere is called to go and confront Ahab and Jezebel and these people that were sophisticated, they were cultured. If anybody knew what was going on, it was allegedly these people. But Elijah goes to confront them, and he becomes the most revered prophet. The people in retrospect could look back and see that God was truly using Elijah. But what we see about Elijah, if you look at his life, that he was fully following God's will. That his prayer, he didn't ask for these things for himself, but so that people would know who God is. That was the purpose of his prayer. In Luke 1, speaking of John the Baptist, Jesus says this, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So even John the Baptist, he was a regular guy, but he was compared to Elijah, who was another regular guy. He was a man just like us. He was human. God isn't looking for superheroes. He's looking for people that will simply follow his will and trust him. And this ordinary man prayed, and for three and a half years it didn't rain. Then he prayed, and it rained. And that's an example of prayer through faith. You know, we've all probably known people in our lives or in our family or at church at some point that you knew, if I need somebody to pray for me, I'm going to ask this person because I know if they say they'll pray for you, they will pray for you. Or you knew they were great people of prayer. And in our life, we had a lady, uh, she passed a couple years ago, unfortunately, but her name was Janet. And as I shared in previous weeks, as we tried to have a child and nothing uh, was ever happening and we couldn't really figure out why, uh, other people were praying for us as we talked about intercessor, intercessory prayer. Well, about eight years uh, after we had gotten married, uh, and years and years of trying, uh, we got a call about a possibility of an adoption, but that had happened before and things kind of fell apart. But this one was a little different. It, it would be in two months. So I was like, I'm glad I don't have to wait nine months, you know, for all this. Two months, that's, that's some heads up. Let's get ready to go. But we didn't want to tell a lot of people because we didn't, having gone through the disappointment, uh, for some reason we thought it'd be better to go through the disappointment alone, <laughs> you know, without sharing that with friends. And so we kind of waited until things were more concrete. But my wife said, hey, can I tell Janet? And I said, sure, you know, I'm, we can trust her. She'll pray and she won't tell anybody. And so my wife uh, caught Janet one day and said, hey, I, I have something to tell you. And she said, uh, we're looking at a 
adopting a child. And, and Janet asked a question that nobody else asked and normally don't ask. And she said, well, when's the baby due? You know, most people say, how? What's going on? You know, how's this opportunity? But Janet asked a weird question. When is this baby due? And my wife said, well, uh, the end of November. And Janet said, wow, I've got goosebumps. Look at my arm. And she said, you know, I'd been praying earlier this year, and I felt God had answered my prayer. And I was so sure of it. And so she expected my wife to start showing that she was pregnant, and she didn't. And a few more months go by, and she's still as trim as ever. And so, you know, there weren't any... um signs that she was pregnant. So Janet said she felt so silly, but she was convinced that God had answered her prayer. And then she said, but now I know God had answered my prayer, just not in the way that I thought. And it was amazing. Eight years of trying that somebody prayed and felt God in it to the month, and Sean was born in November. November 21st. It was just amazing because we had a lot to go through. And that gave me the faith to know, you know, this is what God wants. And even though things can change and stuff, it can be undone for about the course of a year, I'm not worried because of that answer to prayer. And I was so grateful. It was just an example of me, of somebody who prayed, and also the power of prayer. So when we live for God's kingdom, ordinary people living for God's kingdom can accomplish great things and see great things through prayer. You know, many great illustrations that you'll see of the power of prayer come not when people are asking for selfish things or, or things for themselves, but when it's for the kingdom and they're trying to serve God. Elijah laid his life on the line, but he left with nothing. And it says after, you know, in chapter 19, which is after fire consumes the altar and the priests of Baal are done away with, it says, now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. So here's the thing, even though he's seeing God work and doing great things, he's not perfect, he's afraid, he runs for his life. It says, When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the desert, he, became, he came to a broom tree and sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Now, fortunately, God doesn't answer that prayer that he says in desperation, that he's willing to do anything to get out of this situation. But his strength was drained, and that's because he was giving everything he had to God. And God would answer his prayer in a better way, that he would raise up another prophet, Elisha, and he would take Elijah to be with him in a chariot of fire, that he did not taste death. But through that, he continued to serve, but he wasn't a superhero, he was just faithful. Now, I had a great example of prayer and the power of prayer when I was a, a youth minister. And I had taken a group of kids uh, We'd gone down to Mexico. We had this old brown van that the, we, the church had bought from MoDOT, and this van went everywhere. Not only did it work for the state, but then it came to work for the church, and I mean, that thing was flawless. It had no air, air conditioning, vinyl seats, but it taught kids what the 70s were like, and so that was good. And they got a ride to Mexico in that thing, so that was, was super hot. 
You know, but we, uh, we got in that van and we had gone late July, which I guess in Juarez is kind of the, their rainy season. So that meant every day, you know, it was hot, but there was this period of time on most days that it would just receive this downpour. And we were camping at this uh, compound, I guess, on right outside the city limits outside of Juarez. So it was just kind of dusty, had some walls around it. But we were driving one day, it just kept raining and raining and raining. And as we uh, pulled up to where we were going to camp, we noticed that there's this little low spot right before you get up to the place where we camp. And we can see all these other vans that are stuck in the mud. They've tried it. And I'm like, guys, not going to happen to us. Trust me, we know what's going on here. So I'm like, let's go. And we get in the mud and we start going, going, and going. And then it just stops. I guess I had no cars, you know, that that they had. So we're just stuck in the mud. And so we're sitting there and I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm like, I guess we just get out. That's probably what they did. Get out in the mud and walk up. Everything else there is muddy too, so it won't matter by the time that we get there. So I'm just kind of sitting there thinking. Uh, we had to cross it on foot anyway, so that's why we ran through it. And then one of the kids said, well, why don't we pray about it? And I'm thinking, a lot of good that's going to do. We're stuck in the mud. <laughs> you know, this is stuck in the mud. And, and then I was thinking, well, then we pray about it, and then we're still stuck in the mud. What kind of lesson is that going to be, you know? Uh, and, but finally I said, well, if someone says to pray for it, you know, we might as well. We, we can't not pray for it. So we prayed to get out of the mud. And so then I turned on the van and put it in drive, and it just started to go. And it's probably the greatest lesson on prayer. I wish it was a more significant thing. But it just felt, you know, like there was a hand on the van because I never felt traction. It was just like the wheels are, but the van is coming out. And we were the only vehicle that got out of the mud. And I think it's because we're the ones that prayed about it. And I'm so glad. That was such a lesson for me, despite maybe the doubt I had. Some of those young people, they had the faith that, hey, let's pray about it. And we prayed. And we just, it's, that was such a lesson. It has always stuck with me to never doubt what God can do. That God, it may seem like a silly request, or there may seem, there are a lot more amazing things that God could do. I've never forgotten that. And that, that was a lesson on prayer to that van full of young people. And I found the more you work and the more you depend on prayer, the more you see God operate. And then the more you depend on prayer. If you look at Jesus, if there's somebody who knew what they were doing, there was somebody uh, that had all the answers. It was Jesus. If there was somebody that was capable, it was Jesus. But if you look at Jesus time after time after time, he is taking time to pray. He's getting up before the rush of the day to spend time in prayer because he was fully dependent and living for God as no one else ever had. So when we pray for God's kingdom, we see great things. And again, I think the problem is... we. We try to control things ourselves or we know what we're capable of and then we, we run to things that we can't control or we don't know the answer to. Then we pray rather than praying in all those situations and, and that's what Jesus did. He knew the answers. He was capable, but he still prayed. And so when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, we can see he knows what he's going to do, but even in that, he prays, it says in John 11, so they took away the stone and Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. 
and Lazarus was raised from the dead. Now, we don't know when, but we do know Lazarus died later. But why was that miracle done? Was it so Lazarus could live 10, 15 more years, that he could retire somewhere? No, it was so that they would know who Jesus is. That's why that miracle was there. And so back in 1 Kings 18, we see Elijah praying for rain to come back. It says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Now that sounds weird, but that's his posture for prayer is what he's doing. Go out, go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there. Seven times Elijah said, go back. So Elijah's praying and sending the servant. Says the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now you've if you've been in the Ozarks and you've seen some dry days, you know that not every time you see a cloud is there going to be rain. And most of the time, it seems like the rain misses you and goes somewhere else when there is another pocket of rain. But he sees a little cloud and he's been praying. He says, go tell Ahab, the rain is coming. He says, meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, and a heavy rain came on, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. See, Elijah was confident because of God's purposes, because of what God had told him to do. Elijah wasn't doing it for Elijah. He wasn't trying to be prosperous and successful. That's not the purpose of faith and of prayer. It's to help others know Christ, to bring God glory, to help us serve Him. And so he was praying for God's purposes. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard or talked with someone who'd been praying for somebody for so long that it seemed like they would never come to Christ or, or they would never come to church. I can think of, of one man who, when I came here, that was, was the case as a youth minister, and it, it was years and years, but eventually he came to church, and after that he became one of the most faithful, devoted people in the church, but his wife had prayed and prayed and prayed for him, and it took a while, but God answered and led him uh, to know him better. And he became a deacon and a great servant in the church. And that's the question as we wrap this up. Will you pray? Will you take time to pray faithfully for God's will in your life, to see what he can do and to pray for others and to help you give God your all in every area? Because it's amazing what will happen if we just take time to pray. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian.